Greetings, greetings, greetings on Full Profits Podcast. Today is one of the most entertaining promoters that we have today. He is a man that provides us with some of the best entertaining fighters as well. My guest is Samson Lukowitz. Sir, how are you? How are you, my friend? Good. I, good. I'm good. I'm good. Life is good. I, I appreciate you granting me the opportunity and making some time for me today. So I'll get right. I'll get right into it. Name me your top. Name me your top five fighters of all time. Oh, but uh, well, definitely we have a. You said the all time is Muhammad Ali, my okay. guys. You know the heavyweight probably, and definitely my one that is Manny Pacquiao, Sergio Maravilla Martinez, and the fifth one. Let's say Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I mean senior. I'm sorry. And uh, I cannot forget Roberto Duran. There's so many, you know. Roy John Jr. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I worked with him, and he was the greatest. I was just about to ask you that. Which one did you promote in the in the, any of those fighters? Well, uh, Roy John Jr. I was his private matchmaker for uh, three or four fights. Okay. In the Radio City Music Hall. Uh, I discovered Manny Pacquiao. You discovered Manny? Definitely. Did you know Manny? No, I did not. It's <laughs> news to me, man. Uh, well, I hope so. It's no news for all your guys that listen to you. Uh, everybody knows that uh, I discovered Manny Pacquiao. Okay. Maravilla Martinez, Sergio Maravilla Martinez, that I work with them. But when I discovered Manny Pacquiao, it was, uh, I was the matchmaker for... Murad Muhammad, and uh, and then I come out to be my own way with uh, my promotional company, Samsung Boxing LLC, on January first, two thousand eight. Okay. Okay. What uh, made you What made you stop matchmaking? Uh, well, I start from uh, I start uh, manufacturing uh, gloves, and then. Uh, I was a manager, and after that, uh, I come to be a matchmaker for almost uh, 20 years as a matchmaker, and uh, now as a promoter. Okay, do you prefer being a pro promoter instead? Yeah, definitely, because you make money. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. And Understandable. beside that, I'm my own boss. You see, like Bob Aaron, Duncan and his time, and most of the major Eddie Hearn at this moment, he have a matchmaker. So I'm my own matchmaker. Okay. So that will make the difference because I was not an example like Bob Aaron that he was a Harvard University lawyer. You know, I'm more, I would say more street guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I come up from, from the bottom and, you know, always uh, when you start and you learn and you love what you do, you put, you know, you have more chance to succeed when you love what you do. And uh, to be a matchmaker, it was very important for me. I, I have the honor to be uh, the matchmaker of the decade for the WBA. The WBO, I was uh, eight years consecutive the matchmaker international of the year. So I learned, I worked with several promoters like Frank Warren's in England, 
eh, Golden Boy, eh, even with Dan King. So you learn from everyone a little bit. And then when you come up to be a good promoter, because you know the, the side, the dark side of boxing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the matchmaker, he makes everything happen, but the credit is for the promoter. <laughs> you know? So now I do it myself. Okay. I have a question. I have plenty of questions. Uh, what is it that you look for in a fighter when you're getting ready to sign them? Well, uh, from 2008, I have, in my career, I held about 30 champions. And in my own from 2008, I didn't make the account, but I must have had 10 of them uh, that I built myself. Most of them from Pro Debut. So the only thing I can tell you is uh, that that is natural to choose fighters. Sometimes I make a mistake and it goes nowhere. And sometimes I make a big mistake that is going all the way. You know, mm. it, an example with uh, Sebastian Fundora, oh. the, the father, he called me so many times and he sent me pictures and he sent me videos of his uh, Sebastian Fundora. I said, I, really, I, I cannot help you because, because it's too fragile, your son. He really? Said, yeah, this is what I told him. I'm, I'm, and look, when you say something which is, uh, which is the truth, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I make a mistake sometimes. I say, too fragile, like, you know what? Like Louvin say, <laughs> like many others that he fought. So I told him I, I cannot do that. So finally, one day he said, you know what? Put my guy against anyone and don't pay him. Mm. Uh, if you need to, to be, I pay even the hotel, I pay whatever, put it against anyone you want. So I say, okay, in that case, I will put it on. So what I did, I put it against uh, Victor Tony. He was five and all. Victor Tony is the nephew of the big Tony. Okay. You know, yeah. and he was a big guy, strong muscles. Each one he have five zero. And in that time, uh, I believe he had four zero, Sebastian Fundora. Mm -hmm. I went to the commissioner to put it eight rounds on TV because he's too undefeated. And he said, I cannot put the uh, eight rounds uh, to both guys because it's, it's only five and all and four and all. The most I can do is six rounds off TV. Okay. That it was a fight of the night. Wow. And, and Fundora, he beat this kid so badly that he didn't fought for a long time. Mm. And when he came back, he came back as a cruiserweight. So imagine how big <laughs> he was. So then I took him to my country, Uruguay, mm -hmm. in a tough fight. I took him to Argentina and another tough fight. One, two fights in one month. And I bring it back and say, I have a champion. Wow. And, and the father, he told me, I don't want to go with my 
my kid, I trust you. You put it any trainer and you see where that you will respond. And this is what happened. That is a true story. From that moment when he beat the, the Tony and when he beat the two guys from Argentina, tough guys, I said, that's it. I have a champion. Nobody can take this away from me. The and mother and his mother and father were fighters, right? The, yes, uh, the mother is a Mexican and the father is a Cuban. Okay. I don't know much about, uh, you have uh, two more brothers that both of them uh, is uh, fighters. He told me about the other one, uh, one of the other brothers. He was, I believe at that time, 11 and all. Mm -hmm. And he showed me a video, I said, no, I don't want it. You know? <laughs> And, uh, and then he retired undefeated because I didn't took it. And now he's in the army uh, watching our freedom. So I'm very proud of him. Okay. He's, he have a, now I'm, I, don't, I don't know exactly what is the, but, but this is uh, in the front line of our uh, group. He's, he's a real soldier. Okay. So for now, as far as Sebastian goes, do you, is there another step for him or is he, do you just leave him where he is and say he's ready for a championship fight? Well, now he's a, he's a champion already. He beat Lubin for the interim title. This Saturday, we're going to uh, California, Carson, California, uh, to see the fight between Charlo and Castaño. Mm -hmm. And we plan to challenge the winner. Who do you like in that fight between uh, Charlo and Castaño? I honestly, it's 50-50. Okay. I cannot choose, but whoever come out victorious, this is what uh, Fundora won. Whoever it is, man, they're going to they gonna have a tough night against Fundora. Either one. <laughs> yeah. E either of one of them. I don't know if it would happen, but, uh, you know, you never know. Samson, you have two of the, of the most vicious fight, fighters I've seen in a long time. You have David Benavidez and you have Sebastian Fundora. Don't forget uh, Michelle Rivera. Oh, yes. Nation of, uh, I, I like of him. He's a, he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good fighter. But those two guys, oh, man. Every time that I hear about them having a fight, I'll be like, all right, that's it. Everything, I'm turning off everything. I'm focusing on them. Those are two vicious guys, man. Two vicious guys. I know you, I know you have to be proud of being able to uh, be, uh, have, those, have those guys in your stable. Yeah, and uh, actually on the 14th, we go to uh, California, like I said before. On the 21st of this month, on May, you will see uh, David Benavides come out to be a champ. On the same card is another one that I want you to put attention, is Luis the Twist. Oh yes, the one who, who, does the, who does that in the ring when he comes to the ring, yeah. That's right. This is another one that is, you know, it just started, but let me tell you, that he can be another champion. And then on, uh, on May 28th, I have uh, Eduardo El Surdito Ramirez. That is another Mexican kid that I can tell you that he will be a champion. He's with you? He's with me. He's correct. 
I thought he was with Golden Boy. No, Golden Boy is El Zurdo Ramirez. That is the 175. My oh. guy is Okay, okay. All right, all right. And, and, and is that a, a major promotional banner that they're going to be fighting under? Major card, yeah. I should say? Yeah. Look, it's uh, Jomante Davis versus okay. uh, Rolando uh, Romero. Know, Romero, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that fight? Who do you who do you have in that fight? Uh, Davis Jumante versus Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I think he... Say, say it again. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to beat that kid. I, I, and it's not to say anything mean about him or bad, but I think he's going to beat the hell out of that guy. And be, beside that, Jermanta uh, is very upset because the other one, I don't know if he have a big punch, but he have a big mouth. <laughs> yeah, he got a really big mouth. He got a nice punch, but he got to plant his feet to get it off. Oh, and, yeah. And, and that's, 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 that's not, that's not going to do him any justice standing in front of Javante uh, like that. That's correct. So tell me, so I have a question for you. Do you think that boxing should have a union for the boxers and the trainers? I don't believe so. No? No. Because a union, the only one that they get rich is the union, guys. I see unions of the steel that they have a yacht and people still making small change. I see union in the hotels. I see many unions uh, bosses. Okay. You will not help. So, so you see, a boxing is not like you go from nine to five to work. So how you can help to get a fight? It will be a major situation with a pro, with a promoter because, an example, you have a guy that he lost. And, and he go, yeah, I lost, but uh, I want to make the same money. Or he believes that he can make the same money. Or why is one year without a fight? Mm-hmm. Because maybe he lost so bad and that, that the TV doesn't want it. Because at the end of the day, we call ourselves promoters, but we are not. The only promoter is the network. He makes the decision if he won the fight or doesn't want the fight. So how you explain that it happened to me several times during my career that I need to tell him to the fighter, I'm sorry, the TV doesn't like you. Mm. Or the TV doesn't want you because you, the knockout that you have, you didn't show anything. Now instead to make 100,000, you would make 10,000 without TV. And so, the fighter doesn't understand that. Okay. So what would be a better way to, and I'm only asking you that because what I'm, I, I often wonder what would be a better way to protect the fighters, you know, as far as having insurance or, or, or being able to take care of medical bills. Cause I'm sure some guys make $500. There aren't a lot of guys making a hundred thousand dollars every fight. Yeah. But you see the, the problem that in boxing uh, to have insurance and, you know, uh, retirement is totally different than the regular work because the fight is his own boss. Okay. He hire the manager, he hire the trainer, he hire this, the, this, uh, uh, the training camp, the sparring. 
So it's his own boss. So you need to save the money. That doesn't happen too often. But it's not an employee. It's not an employee of the promoter. The promoter actually is an employee of him. Correct. But but every fighter doesn't make a, a, a very high wage, do they? Some guys make $500 starting off. You know, you have to build your way up, right? I never saw a $500 one. Uh, only in a club show and uh, in a small-time promoter, you know. But regardless, you see, I tell them sometimes to the boxers, uh, nobody told you to be a boxer. You decide to be a boxer, and you know the sacrifice. Yes. Sometimes people doesn't understand how much the boxer sacrificed, including the promoter, to build his career. Because... Uh, to build a career, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. What do you think that Fondora uh, didn't cost me a fortune to build this guy? And then sometimes you build him like Lubin, that I know Lubin, probably the first promoter that we have, he spent very close to half a million dollars. He didn't recoup that money. Mm. And the second one, probably about the same. And you never recoup the money. So you have a million dollars that you never been recouped. Wow. I say to everyone that say, I want to be a promoter. I told them it's very easy to be a millionaire as a promoter. I say, really? Yes, you need to be multi-millionaire to come up to be a millionaire because yeah. you can lose a million dollars. You know, when I started in 2008, it was very hard. You know, I need to invest almost my house. But I come up successful because the experience that I have as a matchmaker is saved me. And I own the respect of the network of my fights and my fighters. I hear that. I hear that. You've made a and you've made quite quite a, a lasting impression so far as you have as you've gone forward with a as a boxing promoter. I have a question. Do you think there should be more than three judges? Should there be maybe five or should it just be three? You know, it's so, it's so difficult, especially what I saw uh, on the last fight with Canelo. I believe that each judge he got between five to $10,000 for that night. The referee between 10 and 20,000. I don't know exactly the number, but this would be a number on a big fight. And how the hell you have each one of them, the four first rounds winning every round, Canelo? I, that, that I cannot understand. And you're getting paid very well money. And you know who paid for that? The promoter. Yeah. I don't understand where they got the four zero from. <laughs> I don't know if somebody can ask. I, I was saying, you see, this is not my fighter, but you know, the people is supposed, the fans is supposed mm -hmm. to send a letter to the commission for an explanation. And then it ended up being 115, 113 unanimous decision. How? You know, yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> That, that with you and many, like you have a, a chance to be to the public, you're supposed to send a letter and you want the explanation 
how can it come up to be precise, exactly the same? And, and if, if, if it's any, I, I wanna say that, that it was a bad night for three charges. Something is went wrong, totally wrong. Yeah, something's off. And I believe that commissioner that is brand new in, in Nevada is supposed to answer that question. What happened or suspend the three of them? But you will see him next week. You know why? Because it's not too many charges as good as these guys. <laughs> I have a question about that, right? Do you think more fighters, former fighters, should be should be interested in be, becoming judges? Yeah, but uh, I believe it happened very, very real. I don't know why. I don't either, because I th I think that we would it would be interesting to have like a panel of judges, and then you have the mix of three, two to three fighter former fighters in there. You know, I, I don't know because let's say that you know you get the uh, anyone. We don't want to mention any name, but let's say that I was a fighter, and I need to charge a guy that he knocked me out. <laughs> what do you think I would do? <laughs> I mean, this is something spontaneous that I think, you know, maybe that is the reason. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Do you think the judges should have a better seat? You think they should raise the seats up like over the uh, over the canvas, kind of like in tennis? Uh, I believe that it would be a good idea. But you say the public that you paid sometime a thousand or five thousand dollars seat. Uh, uh, it will not see properly. But at the same time, you have a cameraman that he black you anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree that it's supposed to be higher, the, the chairs. I think it should be so they can have a clearer view instead of having the duck in between the rows and try to figure out what's going on. That's um, correct. Yeah, I think it will make, make it easier. And then if you're looking up at the judge, you automatically know if they're paying attention or not, if, if they see what's actually going on. You know, just mm -hmm. have a, have a raised view, so um, they would be more aware of, of 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 what's actually going on. Ring generalship, defense, and and controlling the fight and everything. So earlier, we a couple of days ago, man, you spoke. Is is everything okay with the wife? Yeah, everything is good now. She's okay. Thank God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because I, I got a little worried when you told me what was going on. So yeah. But she's okay now. Thank God. Samson, did you ever box? Yeah, I was an amateur. I have two wins and one loss. The loss, it was dead. I went through the through the ropes, through the floor. <laughs> I thought I'm dying. So I, I decided I was too nice looking kid to continue boxing. Okay. It was that bad, man? Very bad. <laughs> Jesus, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, so I got knocked out and I never put the gloves again after okay. that. What are some of the best fights you've seen? Your well, best fights of all time to you? Oh my God, there's so many fights. But I can tell you the fight of the year definitely is from Dora. <laughs> so, <laughs> far, so far, so far. So good. So far, and, and it'd be very hard to beat that fight. I can tell you that much because Fundora, even with 19 fights or 20 fights, uh, when he got hurt, even the veterans, he will get up or he will continue fighting 
without to put a knee because he didn't get dropped. He put the knee. Now, which was very smart. If you if you know that you're taking shots, just just take the knee. It's it's a smart now, thing to do. Uh, Sometimes if you take a knee and you stay down, you're a coward. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yes. But what he did, he said he took a knee on the seventh count, he get up and he was ready to fight it. That seven uh, seconds he saved his fight. Correct. But he bought himself else, some time. If he continued fighting, he will get really hurt and he will get knocked out. So that didn't mean a lot for me and a lot for many or all the fighters that better to take a knee and recoup yourself than to continue fighting and get knocked out. I absolutely agree. Samson, I be around people sometimes that say, oh, he's a punk for taking a knee. And when I hear that, I go, you never had a real fight before. Like you never, you don't understand what that is. And you don't know the what, the who's, the why's and the how's of why he's doing that. There's a reason why you do that. Some guys don't take a knee because they're just very brave and they, they, they would rather fight through it. But if he knows that he's been buzzed, why not just take a knee? Why not recollect, recollect yourself, like you said, and come back and then finish the fight like he did? Well, uh, people sometimes, uh, the opinion is because he never put the gloves. No, they didn't. So, so that people doesn't count in boxing. Mm-hmm. You need to know that what the fight of the year, and maybe for many years, it was because he took that knee. That is show how intelligent is the fighter. Now, some, I see many people and many boxers, I would say, he take a knee and he stayed the count of 10. That, you give up on yes. the fight. This kid, he took a knee not to get knocked out and maybe finish his career. He took a knee and then he get up, he moved a little bit, and then he continued fighting like nothing happened. And finished the fight like I like I planned it. That's Bad, cool. Bash, Sebastian Fundor, if you're listening, I bet I had money on you. I was betting on you the whole night. <laughs> I, I had, I had, and there's no disrespect to nobody. Sam said, me and you talked about this. I said, I'm betting on him. I said, I, my, my money was on him. I had my money on him, and I, I just knew he would win. I, I didn't see that fight going the distance. No way. Uh, I totally agree. I, I know that... Uh, he would win the fight because uh, the style and he have something that everybody saw when he fought Lubin and Charlo, the, the uppercut and the bottom board, uh, the, the bottom bread for, for Fundora is the uppercut. I don't know how we do it all the way up. He go and he throw that uh, uppercut that is unbelievable. And, and he's a friendly fighter for TV, very friendly. Oh yeah. Because he, he never go, only in, in, you go in the distance from time to time, but actually almost the whole fight, he was, uh, you know, engaged on the, on, on with the opponent. Yeah, he, that, he was right in his face. He was right in his face the majority of the said, fight. Why, why you do that? Okay, you want to be another uh, boo-boo that you go <laughs> and he fight from the distance and doesn't fight to win, he fight only to get his win enough for the people that he paid to see him, but he win. But yes. doesn't mean it's, a, it's, it's a, a pleasure for the network or a pleasure for the, the people that you go to see a good fight and you see him 
running the whole night and throw punches and win the fight. Do you think Sebastian will move up or will he no. just stay at 154? He wants to go to 47. He's walking. No. Oh, yes. He's walking in 163, 64. What? Yeah, this, this is the way he's walking. And after, after the weigh-in, he doesn't pass at 65. That's crazy. Yeah. And so he wants to go down and wait instead of going up. That's correct. And he's six foot six. Who does that, man? <laughs> Listen, when when he when he saw, uh, you know, sometimes you see a heavyweight that is much bigger than many heavyweights, you know. So I don't get that. I think I would I would think he would go okay. I'm gonna do 154. Try to be. I'm like I'm gonna go for undisputed there, and then I'm gonna go 160. Then I'm gonna do 168. But he wants to go down to 147. 47. Because he's walking on 63, 64, and after the fight he go back to 65. The most. That's that. Is, so he doesn't he doesn't blow up then to like 200 pounds or anything. Absolutely not. But remember, he's, he's living in a house that he have his own gym. And the only thing he do is stay in the house and work wow. in the, with his father and his uh, sister. Do you, do you promote her as well? Yes. Okay. 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 I haven't seen her fight. I haven't seen her fight yet. Is she just as vicious? <laughs> exactly the same like the brother. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see her fight, man. I gotta see her fight. You can go to YouTube. It's several of her fights. Okay, okay, I definitely will do that. By the way, she's one twelve, and she she's five nine. So <laughs> the average is five one. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I'm definitely gonna have to check out some of her fights just to see see how how she puts it together as well. That has to be that has to be pretty exciting for you, Samson, to know that you have such a good brand of talent, good fighters in your stable. Yeah, people say how I pick up all these guys, and I say I don't pick up. You know, he picked me up. Mm. You know, people call me. I I don't go to the gyms or I don't go to look for superstar, I wait in my office. And there always is someone that they call up and recommend or call me the management or the father. And this is how I pick my guys. I watch uh, the videos, I give them a shot. Then mm -hmm. the difference between me and the rest, I put my guys in a fight. I don't give them easy wins. Okay. I go and fight and see what you have. I, I like Michelle Rivera too. I like him. He 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 he's a nice boxer, but I can I can see it in him that he he doesn't mind fighting if he has to. And by the way, he's the only from the Dominican Republic that is bilingual. For the first time that he came to America, he was speaking English too. So yeah, I see him getting better and better with it. Yeah, and uh, he have his father that he teach him that to make money in America, you need to speak the language. So he can prepare and he can do an interview with no, no problem.
Well, if that be the case, man, I would definitely love to talk to him if, if he has a time for that as well. Yeah, it'd be no issue to get him. Absolutely. He loved love the interviews. <laughs> hey, is it true that, and I don't know if it's a rumor now, so I'm asking you, is it true that PBC tried to get him to actually change his whole name to Muhammad Ali? Uh, not exactly. Who said that it was myself. Okay. So maybe when he thought that it was PBC, because I'm an exclusive promoter for PBC, but it was myself that said, listen, I believe that to get the people to love you or hate you, you need to say that because you look like and you fight like. Yes. So you deserve to have a, the Ali name, not the Muhammad Ali, the Ali name. So he was calling La Sarsa, so I put La Sarsa Ali. Okay, okay. But what do you create? You create people that they hate him because the idol is Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And people that they love him because he's seeing him. They that he has some... They have like something. Yes. Most people love him because every time that he finish, after the, we put the, his name, uh, you go to to the fans and everyone, Ali, Ali, boom, 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 Ali, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like him, man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a nice fighter, man. He has that smile, that smile to him too, you know. So he's on his way as well. He's, I like, and, I like him. And, and trust me, it, the smile is exactly like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali always he was happy. Yeah, yeah. Every time I watch, so, so far when I watch Michelle Rivera, he moves around the ring. He has a haircut. You know, it's like. You know, they 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 might have created created something with, with this kid, man. All he has to do is just keep on going. And then the better he gets with his English, you know, it's just going to make it better for him. So I, I tell you, that you see next year how good it can be. The, the problem that we have is the lightweight division. It's been, you know, it's very difficult because you have Cambosos, you have the four titles mm-hmm. and you need to go as a mandatory. Yeah, and it's so a packed I, division. It's a packed division. And, and I believe that uh, Lemos from Argentina, the promoter spent $200,000 in an elimination bout against Selby in the first week. And you have all the rights to get shot to the winner of uh, Cambosos and Henny. And, and Henny. So if he win Henny, I don't believe he will give it a shot because he need to fight Cambosos one more time. Yes. That is another contract. The IBF, it would not allow this to happen because the IBF is very strict with the mandatory. So if he doesn't fight Lemos, it will get stripped of the IBF. Mm. Get stripped of the IBF that he did it already several times with the champions. He will fight Michel Rivera, that is the next available contender. The IBF doesn't have a number one or number two ranked guy. No, no. Number one is Lemos. Okay. Then uh, the number two is empty. Number three, Lomachenko, that he will not fight. Yeah, because that's that's what I was trying to get to. They usually have one of those one of those spots vacant, right? The number one or yeah. the number two. Yeah, but already won the number one. 
So the number three and four is uh, Lopez, Lomachenko, Lopez, and then is uh, Michelle Rivera. Lomachenko is fighting for his country. God bless he will, he will not come back. He'll, he'll be peace. Or who knows what it can happen to this kid. But this, uh, you know, I mean, I'm so proud that anyone defend this title and defend his country like he did the uh, uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. I have a question about the, the Cambosis Haney fight. Who do you favor in that fight? Do, do, do you do you have a winner for them? Yeah, no, Haney would he would beat him. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, it took Lopez in in the wrong time. He have a father that in my personal view is a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the loyalty of his son is good enough to keep him. But I don't believe it's the right thing for him. You know, you can love your father, but you need to understand that you need somebody with much more experience, especially when you lose. Look, I have two fathers. I have Jose Benavides and I have Freddy Fundora. Mm-hmm. And even Freddy Fundora say, if I see that I cannot do much for my son, I will go away and give it to somebody else. But this it could happen if one day he lost. And, and, and it was a mistake of the corner. Like happened now with the Eddie Reynoso, even though he's not a father, but he's look, you know, he's like a fatherhood. Absolutely. He didn't know what to do. You know but, I mean? but Samson, we've seen this, we've seen this play out so many times with fathers in the corner, right? When they get to a certain level the father really doesn't know what to do at a certain level, right? Like he doesn't know how to make certain adjustments to make sure that his son it, it can, can get through rounds until he gets it back in his favor. Well, it's not the case with Jose Benavides because Jose Benavides, he learned, as well as uh, uh, Freddy Fundora from scratch, from the from amateur, you know what I mean? And uh, And now, you know, now, who knows what would be with okay. other fathers that didn't have the experience. I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea for uh, Tiafimo to, to bring someone else into his camp. I think it would be an excellent idea. So he has a new set of ears and he's being able to hear information in a different manner. I think, that, I think, it, would, I think it would be suitable for him to further his career if he did bring in someone uh, else. Yeah. But look, sometimes the, the father doesn't allow him. You know what I mean? You feel like uh, uh, that, that, that this guy, you know, the father, he, he liked the TV, the father Lopez. You never see Fundora in, in, in the cameras in front of your son. No. And as well as uh, Benavides. But every time that Lopez he was winning, you see first the dancing of his father in front. That is wrong. Samson, as a as a man, as a father, you know, as as a respectable person with them boxing, do you ever reach out and tell them, hey, maybe you should, maybe you should fall back, or maybe you should get somebody else in there to help out? Uh, no. You say out of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nope. 
you know, you, would it would it cause uh, some tension between you guys if you did something like that? Uh, no, but you know, sometimes uh, uh, I'm sorry. I need to send this message. Do what you gotta do. Okay. What what is your question? No, I said, is it best to just stay out of that so you don't cause any tension uh, between you, you and, and and his father, Teofimo's father? Uh, no, I never. I don't know this guy. I don't know. I don't know either one. Okay. You know, I never have the the chance to to know. He, he grew up in boxing very fast, but my understanding, the only fighter that he have is his own son, mm-hmm. and it's not the case. With search with the uh, Benavides of Fundora. yeah, and I think uh, uh, Jose Benavides Senior, he used to box, or he was MMA as well, right? Uh, that's correct. But okay. beside that, we have like El Bajito, okay, uh, the Rayo, yes, in Valenzuela from Pro Review. So you can see how it progressed. Mm-hmm. So it's mean you have that knowledgeable mm-hmm. Jose Benavides. But Lopez, I never saw anybody else next to him, any other fighter that he built from scratch. He built only his son so that, you know, you touch ceiling in one point. Is that something that should be done more in boxing where you find out a, a guy's resume because they say anybody can walk into a gym, throw a towel over there over their uh, shoulder and say that they're a trainer. Should should there be more guys or should there be like a boxing record for guys that want to be coaches? Not, not necessarily because you know everyone in the boxing. Like if you tell me who is uh, many Robles, I know who it is. You know how many champions he have. Yes. So when he said we started with the new kid, the new kid, they need to build his career as a trainer behind somebody else. And then he come up to have his own champion. And when you create a champion, you will create much more than one. So, but it's not like you have a record. Okay. Okay. I'm going to end it right there. I appreciate it. Samson, I appreciate you taking the time out to, to, to sit with me and chat with me. I know you had other things to do, um, but I really do appreciate this. This has been an honor and a blessing to me. Thank you very much. God bless you. Bless you. Have a good night. Good night.